Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Live, Feel, Pray. This is a podcast aimed at exploring the relationship between physical, mental, and spiritual health and wellness. And uh, our effort is to inspire you. It's it's here to support you, and and really our purpose is to encourage you on your journey through life. So thank you for listening uh, to this special episode today. And uh, guys, here we are. Uh, we're in our second uh, episode of Building a Culture of Generosity. It's it's like it's like a series now, uh, like part yep. two. <laughs> so like here it. we are. Yeah, we're we're in this uh, culture of generosity, but uh, this is the first time we've done this uh, via Zoom meeting. Because uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, we're not sure exactly when you'll be listening to this. Pro- probably this coming Monday. You're still going to be in uh, lockdown, and uh, it's. Uh, we're now in week five of this. Wow. And, uh, already, already, huh? <laughs> hard to believe that uh, we've been going this long. And, um, you know, we don't really see any end in sight uh, in the coming couple of weeks. And so uh, here we are uh, meeting over the, the new and improved Zoom conference meetings. And yeah, so, this is so different because every other time we've recorded, it's been in person. So, yeah, it's yeah, a bit different. Becoming familiar yes. quick now, though. I know. I don't know how I feel about that. Though. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. And, and and Colin hasn't been able to give us our apple cider uh, for. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's become a little tradition for those of you who are listening that uh, we have apple cider, uh, uh, spirited apple cider right. uh, for <laughs> for our time together. So uh, um, I'm actually drinking a little bit of sweet tea here. Yeah, there you go. I've so, got my coffee. Every podcast. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. So uh, last uh, last uh, session that, that we had together, uh, we really touched uh, on the surface of building a, a culture of generosity. And uh, one of the things that um, we wanted to share in this um, this episode was that there are many principles to building a culture of generosity. And the last time that we were together, guys, we talked about the principle of expectation and uh, how how do we set the principle of expectation uh, in the physical sense and emotional sense. And so um, uh, that's where we we left off at our our last episode and uh, talked about how, uh, you know, when, when, when we launched uh, the church at, at Longleaf, uh, one of the things that we, we built into the DNA of, of our church was uh, that we, we set a principle of expectation of generosity. And uh, throughout this coronavirus, um, we have seen that take shape. And um, one of the things that our church did was put together a task team of about 25 people. And our church has been out there on the front lines um, uh, bringing meals to people who've tested positive for COVID. Uh, we've wow. also been, yeah, it's, it's been amazing to see how. Have you gotten a big response about that? People that are in need of that type of support and generosity? Uh, not, not overwhelmingly, uh, but you know, the people that have tested positive have uh, been very weak and have had very little strength to, to take care of themselves. And so uh, the church at Longleaf has really worked at trying to make sure that those needs are met. And so, you know, just by, from the very start, setting those expectations that we're going to be generous through this. Uh, we're going to bless uh, other people in our church, but not only the church, but in the community as well. Our church did a $100 gift card to Twisted Compass, which is a local coffee shop. And uh, we just, uh, 
any first responders that would come in, a nurse, whatever, uh, we would just, the, the barista would ask if uh, they're a first responder. If they said yes, then they would just say, hey, uh, Longleaf Church took, took care of your tab today. And, uh, I saw that. And, That's awesome. Yeah, it's really been nice. Yeah. So uh, that, that principle of expectation has, has developed into a place where uh, people have been giving gift cards. Um, people have uh, given donations so that those local businesses can continue to thrive uh, through this coronavirus. So, um, so that's a little bit about um, where we've um, stood as a, a congregation in the, in the world of uh, pandemics. Uh, to build a culture of generosity is by setting that principle of expectation. Any, any thoughts before we go into the next uh, principle of engagement? No, I mean, I think that uh, that's amazing to see that you've had such a reaction to that type of uh, initiative. So people are really responding really well to setting that tone or expectation. Yeah. We really talked about how it starts from the top and obviously you guys starting there and then getting all that feedback with others doing it. That's just, you know, that's, that's the way it should go. Yes. Amen. So, so the next principle that um, I'd like for us to talk about here today on, on this podcast is the principle principle of engagement Uh, to, to really be generous uh, means that we have to be engaged um, because what we've come to find is that giving and being a generous person, it's to be a communal um, exercise not so much a private exercise. You know, giving can be personal, um, but it should not be private. And uh, do you guys know what I mean by that? I think I get a sense. It's something that you want to share with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, You're not going to be hiding it. Yeah. And when I, when I think of generosity, I always think of, you know, serving people. So for me, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, just the thought of generosity and, and being engaged with others. So, you know, that's kind of what the first came to mind when I thought the principle of engagement. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a communal activity uh, to, be, to be generous. You know, if, if we look into the scriptures, uh, particular to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, uh, Paul is, was speaking to the Corinthian church uh, about the, uh, the group of people called the Macedonians. You know, the Macedonian people had nothing. Um, they were dirt poor. They had nothing. Um, but they gave together and it was their generosity that they did together that really made a major impact. And so when we extend generosity together, the impact can be felt far and wide. Um, you know, in, 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 in terms of the sense of, of emotional health, um, even, even from a physical standpoint, um, how, how do you guys experience the principle of engagement in your areas of life? Hmm. Well, when I think about engagement, it's intentional. So Hmm. just from a mental perspective, for me, I've got to make it a planned and intentional act. Um, So so creating some structure and that structure helps me uh, incorporate that, whatever that act is, into my regular daily life. Um, Otherwise, I might struggle with the discipline of of making a change because... You know, for some people, if they struggle with uh, the, the act of generosity in general, um, it's going to be a bit of a transition towards knowing what that looks like. And to help yourself out, for me, I found that making it intentional is, is pretty helpful. Most definitely. 
for me, when I think of, uh, you know, engagement, I think the first thing really another thing that comes to mind is culture. Um, and, a, and that's a big thing. I know I bring that word up a lot, probably, you know, with training for warriors, but that's kind of a big thing that we kind of, you know, strive for here is creating and building the culture, um, and how that can be, you know, motivating and inspiring to others. You know, we have a lot of people that, um, are continuously engaging here before and after workouts and, and, and through that they're, you know, because again, we have these type of people with that are, you know, you know, very similar and on the same mission and very encouraging. And so through that, you get these discussions kind of happening. And through those discussions, we've had great things happen. We've had, um, we've created these go rucks and we've created these, you know, in-house things where we kind of raise money for either people within or, or outside of TFW. So, um, so if, through that engagement, you know, creates culture, creates, you know, atmosphere and motivation, all those type of things that kind of go hand in hand with that. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys have probably have heard the statements, things like, you know, you'll get what you put into it or, um, you are what you eat. Right. <laughs> you know, so, uh, I know you call and use that often yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the life of the gym, uh, if you, if you don't find yourself engaged, um, you're less likely to get the full, um, uh, the full scope of really the potential of a, of a, of a routine or of an exercise that will benefit you wholly. Um, right. And what you're talking about with engagement and being engaged, it sounds like is being fully occupied, um, and giving your full attention to something at any given time. And I'm, I'm wondering from your experience, Jeff, how have you developed over your lifetime in terms of practicing the art of engagement and giving things your full attention that you want and, and may need your attention? What's worked for you? Oh, my. Um, I, I think for me, uh, some things that have worked really well are um, uh, discipline uh, because without discipline, I, I can't be fully engaged. And so, um, you know, one of the things about this coronavirus has taught me that I need to discipline my life in a way that uh, creates a routine of some sorts. Uh, you know, I still get up at five, five thirty in the morning. Um, I, I, I now do devotions, um, online. So every morning at seven o'clock, uh, or right around sunrise, I, I go to a specific location and do a five to 10 minute devotion with, so that way people can watch online. And then right after that, I jump into a workout and uh, generally work out till about eight 30 in the morning. And so I, I have come to find that uh, if I f develop a routine in my personal life, even in the midst of chaos, because uh, chaos is happening all around me. Um, you know, uh, all three of our lives right now, guys are, are, flipped upside down. Um, yeah. There's nobody coming into the gym. Uh, nobody's allowed on campus. Um, nobody's allowed to worship in person. And so all three of our, our spheres uh, are completely turned upside down. So I, I find that the, the more I create discipline in my life uh, and, and, and develop a new routine, even in the midst of uh, losing the old routine, the better off I'm going to be and the more engaged I'm going to be with people. Because if I did develop a, a system in my own personal life, I, I might go rogue mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, never be heard of uh, from again. And, and so um, I, I find that it's very important to, to develop um, some type of routine 
uh, even in the midst of this chaos. Yeah, and you said that you know the principle of engagement or or engaging or generosity is is is, is meant to be communal, and this is probably the f- first time in my life where or the least interactive in my life because we're forced to to do that now. It's, and it's 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 been very difficult on me because I'm the type of person and what I've you know my um, my structure has been kind of wake up and there's and from the start of the day to the end of the day is this nonstop interacting and engagement uh-huh. and, and, and talking to people that, that might be pushing them through a workout or that might be kind of picking their brain about something personal. But like, that's the stuff that like, I feel like I'm just like meant for, like, I just like, that's what I kind of thrive on. Yeah. And to have this thing where it's kind of like, you know, social distancing and, and doing these things through zoom and not having this kind of constant engagement uh-huh. with others it's kind of hurting me a little bit. Yeah. So I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm hoping so much that kind of like, all right, what's the timeline on this? And I understand and, and uh, you know, obviously trying to, you know, practice these things, but at the same time, it's, it's something that I dearly miss. And, and it also makes me see, well, that's, this is why we value these things so much and how they important they are in day to day. Right. And so mm-hmm. hopefully when we're, when this is passes, we can kind of not take those, just those little interactions for granted you know, moving forward after this whole thing. Yeah. The biggest uh, difficulty with me and it, it also is I think the same as yours in some ways is that I'm making a, we're, we are all making a huge adjustment in our lives. Um, everything from working from home, worshiping from home, um, receiving medical care from home and, and physical health care from home, working out from home um, and also learning from home. Everything is remote. And so because of that adjustment, my world has become really self-centered, I I would say, uh, more than it has been more recently um, prior to all of this uh, social and physical distancing more specifically. I like the word physical distancing. That's something that I've also heard used and I'm switching over to that now because it's a good reminder that we can still remain social. We're just trying to keep a little bit of space between us physically Mm -hmm. for for the sake of our communities and for one another. That's Um, good. But it's been hard to 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 give myself the opportunity to adjust while also remembering that there's a world full of people outside of the four walls of my home Mm -hmm. and um to be generous i need to be intentional goes back to that intentionally scheduling time for me to be free of distraction to one of the things that's really getting to me is the multitasking i mean i've got a hundred different things happening at one time it feels like even more busy than it was prior to all the uh, quarantining that's been going on. Um, And if I don't just stop and and press the pause button, um, it it just can be so overwhelming that I'll forget about the world outside my house and Mm -hmm. outside my home. So uh, I I like the idea of building in the structure time and giving myself an opportunity to just think about what other people are going through and and just asking what other people, what what could other people, um, you know, uh, benefit from? How can Mm -hmm. I impact other people in a positive way? Uh, Just for a few moments each and every day. So I think about engagement as intentionally scheduling opportunities to think of others. Yep. Yeah. I like, um, I like what you've done, Stephen, with uh, social media. Uh, You know, we, I follow your counseling services and uh, you're constantly putting out social media ads or um, posts that uh, will, will benefit others. So thank you for, for doing that. That, You know, that's, Side note, guys, Stephen is great at social media content. So if you're not following him, um, I think it's Monastino Services or obviously Lift Your yeah. Prey. He puts some great stuff out there, great content, great editing. So uh, so applause to him. Now, that was generous of you. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, every time I see a post now, I'm like, wow, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
no, that's so I appreciate that too, because I don't think I was considering that as uh, much as, uh, you know, kind of direct contact with people. So you're right. You can, you can be generous with your kindness um, digitally as well. Uh, yeah. So maybe being engaged could mean sharing a nice social media post, um, right. you know, uh, amongst all the others that are kind of uh, panic inducing or, 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 or inflammatory for one reason or another, um, or sending a text. So, yeah. I love yeah. those opportunities yeah. for engagement. Yeah. There's, and, there's, and, go ahead, Colin. And, and it's, I mean, if anything, you know, and you know, I still prefer to talk to somebody than you know, you know, shoot them a, a text or call or, or, or a Facebook message or something like that. But uh, we could also have the mindset, hey, we're we're doing we're making the best with what we have now, right? So it's kind of one of those things, like, you know, and 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 I think sometimes people still, you know, although we're looking at screens all day, they might see a little note or just a little thought. And kind of kind of brighten their day a little bit, and kind of or maybe share something with you that's been on, you know. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us right now have like these anchors around our neck, because <laughs> these kind of again turn our lives upside down. So those little notes and that little, like you said, I like the way you put that, Stephen. Like three things that you can kind of, you know, gear toward positivity or maybe positively affect, you know, others' lives each day. Yeah, it's really nice to see, and uh, you know. So if you're listening, uh, find ways to to interact um, because right now in this isolation phase of of our society's life, it's so important to to remain engaged. and And if you if you find yourself engaged, you're practicing generosity because uh, you're blessing somebody. You know, our uh, one of my devotions last week uh, talked about uh, kindness and and and. and and instead of being critical of each other, because, uh, you know, we were entering into the fourth week and uh, my house was getting stir crazy and, you know, everyone starts getting on each other's nerves a little bit. And, and so you can be quick to be critical and, and instead of kind. And, and so, um, you know, one of my devotions was just let's, let's create a kindness challenge. And so um, there's a hashtag out there, kindness challenge 2020. And um, so people are out there now on Facebook um, saying compliments to somebody in their life that's uh, made a difference in their life uh, in a positive way. And so, um, you know, if you're listening, maybe, maybe you want to do that. I would encourage you to uh, get on Facebook or Instagram and, and post a picture of somebody or or send a compliment to somebody who's really made a, a big difference in your life and uh, maybe tag it along uh, the lines of Kindness Challenge 2020, which um, could go a long way and, and other people can, can benefit from that as well. Um, so any last thoughts on the principle of engagement as uh, it relates to generosity in our lives? All right. So uh, as we as we continue on, uh, there there are additional principles, and uh, the next principle is leadership. And 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 Colin, you had mentioned just a, a little bit ago about uh, how it starts from the top down. Yeah. And, and so um, one of the things that I've come to find, and and I don't know about you two, but vulnerability and in leadership is probably one of the best models for other people to follow. Um, seeing leaders Absolutely. give freely and willingly is really how we begin to demonstrate authenticity. Um, and, you know, it's really hard sometimes to be vulnerable as a leader because what we've been told is we have to have our act together. Um, but if we're willing to be generous to others of ourselves, I really think that people will respond in ways that we can't even imagine. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm I'm big on this one. And I think that's what – I mean, I'm a tra- – I'm a – this kind of attracts me to other people too. When I, when I see other people kind of expose their vulnerabilities. Um, and I think what you said 
was was right, Jeff, that we feel that we have to have our act together. But mm-hmm. I think over time, what it becomes is just pride and um, mm. and kind of being boastful and this in this very kind of unhealthy, you know, image yeah. that we try to portray. And so, and what, it, what it comes down to, and I think I've I've spoken this before, you know, to to members and and, and other people, is that this kind of image of perfection seems to be uh, really kind of. Um, a lot of people kind of take into it um, via social media or via, you know, all this kind of uh, online things where people portray that they have, you know, the perfect mindset, or the perfect body or the perfect, you know, different things like that. And really what that, and they think that by, by doing that, you know, say Jeff, say you're like the, you know, the, the sinless person, or I had this, like, I never ate anything, you know, unhealthy. Uh, they think that they're yeah. motivated, they're motivated and inspiring by doing that. But what you end up doing is, is creating uh discouragement and insecurities in others. Absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, showing that you're human and showing your vulnerabilities um, is actually the great, the, the best way to motivate and inspire others along the way and say, Hey, listen, like you're having struggles. I'm having struggles too. Oh, you struggle with this stuff too. You know, I am too, but, but we're right, I'm right there with you. Like, let's do, let's do this thing together type deal. So from mm-hmm. a leadership perspective, I'm not sure you can have something that's mm-hmm. more important than, than that factor. Right. Uh, so that's how I, see it you know from from that vulnerability standpoint yeah i couldn't agree i couldn't agree more i think that vulnerability is such an incredible gift when we think about generosity if you want to and it may not be i'm not going to say it's an easy gift to offer because for some people it's a real struggle and i get that but just realize that your vulnerability as difficult as it is is such an amazing gift to other people Uh, because I love the saying that I heard one time, which was that vulnerability, or excuse me, let me back up, our strengths can impress one another, but our vulnerability allows us to connect. Mm, Right. Yeah. So our strengths impress, but vulnerability and our shared struggle offers connection. And I think that's why vulnerability as a leader and as an individual is one of the most amazing gifts that you can offer. Because think about it for a second. Imagine that you go to social media and you post vulnerably about how difficult your day has been. And you get a bunch of responses about needing to just cheer or not needing to just cheer up, but they perceive as sounding like this is what you can do to feel better. You know, um, you're such a great person. We'll get through this together. Uh, This is what I do to help me feel better. I think those people genuinely have the intention to be helpful. But think for just a moment. What would you prefer to hear? If you were to share something vulnerably, would you prefer someone to tell you what they've done to help themselves or would it be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, meaningful to hear them say, you know what? I struggle with that too. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and I'm hurting, you know, and I, I feel you, I'm right here with you. I'm sitting next to you. And um, I think Brene Brown, who's a researcher on vulnerability and shame, does a great job of illustrating this. Um, if, you, if you've not listened to any of her work before, check her out. She's got a podcast. She's also oh, got a couple different videos online that are pretty popular through TEDx. I'm sure she's on YouTube. Um, but she uses this diagram of somebody being down in a deep, dark hole. Um, and as a way of kind of helping people understand how powerful vulnerability can be. And uh, in this little animation that they created, there's a person down in this hole 
and there's a ladder and someone walks by and looks down and says, don't worry, it'll get better soon. And someone else walks by and says something like, have you tried doing this? Mm -hmm. And the very profound kind of image that she's illustrating is that nobody ever crawls down into the hole with the person. They're just walking walking by shouting down into the hole Mm -hmm. in an attempt to be helpful, but not realizing that they're leaving that person feeling alone. And and until eventually somebody just climbs down in and says, gosh, I don't know what to tell you, um, except that I'm here with you and I'm, I'm hurting too. And it's something as simple as that um, could be one of the most generous gifts you, you could offer somebody in a time when they're struggling. So I love this idea of vulnerability and leadership and in just in society in general as mm-hmm. being a way to really offer some generosity. I think it's really the, if I think about it, it's really the gift of empathy. Mm-hmm. It is uh, totally, uh, you know, you guys touch on so many important points with this and. I've seen time and time again where, um, you know, leaders have not um, allowed themselves to, to be vulnerable. And when you hear from employees uh, talk about uh, how the, the leaders um, led, uh, it's usually not very positive. Um, you know, they, you'll hear things like they didn't get me or uh, they never took the time to, to really be in my shoes. And, um, but, but when you hear employees talk about leaders who practice the gift of vulnerability, um, they always respond in such a, a positive light. Um, one of the things that I've learned as a, as a leader is um, for me to offer to ask anybody who I'm working with, how can I help you? Um, you know, not, and my, and it's kind of like the whole, whole illustration, Stephen, how, uh, you know, people can be barking from the top down into the hole, but what help does that do? And so it doesn't really make a difference until you get down in that hole or you can actually stand next to that person and say, Hey, how is it that I can help you get through this? Uh, I might not, I might not do it for you. Uh, but but maybe there's something you need for me to, to be able to help you. You know, and I look at it like, like that in the gym. Um, you know, Colin's not going to do my bicep curls for me. <laughs> but, but he will spot you, right? <laughs> he will spot me. Thank you, Colin. Um, but, uh, you know, I find it so important that, I, that somebody comes alongside me to help me um, to get to that mm. point. Uh, yeah. to practice, help me with my form, uh, to help me with uh, spotting, whatever the case might be. Um, they aren't going to do the work for me, but they're going to come alongside and help me. And that really defines uh, a generous leader. Isn't that, uh, it reminds me of like the image of, of Christ um, you know, washing his disciples' feet. Oh, right? yeah. In a form of yeah. like servanthood. And then, and I, I think that's kind of showing him, him being vulnerable and, and, and they're looking at him as this lady, you know, the high and mighty, you know, why is he doing this types of thing? And so that kind of reminded me to what you were just talking about. It's funny you mention that as uh, we record this, friends. Uh, uh, today's in the Christian faith called Monday Thursday. And so uh, okay. we, exactly that night, long, long ago, um, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. And so, uh, well done, Who's oh, it on this day? I didn't know it was even this day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, here we that are. That intentional on that one. Yeah, you set up those pins nicely. He That's got them right. all down, too. Yeah. <laughs> Strike by Colin. <laughs> there you go. Well done, buddy. Yeah, um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, as Jesus was a servant leader, 
Um, so are we called to be the same in, in our work life, uh, in the gym life, in the church life, and, and even in uh, relationships and, and emotional life uh, with, with our family members, with our friends and, and coworkers, that uh, the more that we show servanthood uh, and vulnerability, the greater um, the leader we will be, but the more generous we actually become. Right. Mm. Um, and there was a time when my wife and I experienced vulnerability in uh, uh, leading a, a message that we did. And uh, it, it, because we were vulnerable, it impacted the lives of many couples uh, in our sphere of influence. And uh, we just recently did a marriage conference back uh, before this pandemic broke uh, back um, a couple months ago. And we did, I uh, had about 25 couples that were participants and uh, we shared our, our story uh, right there. And, and what we continue to find is, you know, if, if we can change one couple's life through our vulnerability, um, we've, we've done something right. And so um, I can't, I can't emphasize enough the, that the principle of leadership is driven by uh, vulnerability and servanthood in, in your set. Agreed. So, well, the, the last uh, principle that we, we want to talk about um, here in this podcast is the, the principle of surrender. And um, this is really letting go of your idols and uh, let go of control. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to share with you a passage of scripture um, that, that, kind of talks about uh, the, the principle of surrender in, in, in life, and, and it's really getting rid of our idols and, and letting go of control. Uh, this comes from Luke chapter 18. And Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves and thought that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Now the Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven to beat his but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. You see that this tax collector surrendered their life and gave up their idols. And, and for me, what I, I come to find that passage of scripture is it, it's generosity um, in, in life. And, uh, you know, so one of the things that I, I find is what are some of the things that you find our world holding on to and not being willing to give up? Uh, toilet paper. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we could create a big list right now, huh? especially uh -huh. what we've seen. And uh, I, I did stop by the store today and I found some toilet paper. So uh, yeah. it was like the first time in two weeks that I found toilet paper. Yeah. I still well, have it. <laughs> well, some of the people that um, I, 
I've been working with have been able to make the adjustment pretty well. But uh, one of the things that I mentioned earlier on during the pandemic, I, I, I created a video and put it on my Facebook page for my practice. And Colin, you mentioned that earlier. It's Montesinos Counseling Services on Facebook. And um, it was just a, a, a brief video that I felt really pulled to share because I was struggling with adjustment. And so I was certain that almost everybody else in the world was as well in their own unique way. And um, I think that one of the things that I know really does help with adjustment is allowing yourself to surrender what used to be, the things way the, the way things used to be, and being willing to accept the new experience and existence that you're living. So mm -hmm. I've, I've worked very hard on surrendering the past um, and allowing myself to kind of embrace the present and what what's to come as a way of, mm -hmm. uh, of experiencing surrender. Um, you know, yeah, for me, um, and I was trying to think like, you know, how this kind of a, you know, analogy does apply, but I, you know, I myself and I, and, and on a regular basis, um, I deal with people with these, you know, and it could be fit, you know, like I know I'm, I'm more physical. You guys are more in the, you know, emotional and spiritual side, but unhealthy habits. Right. And it could be, um, you know, it could be alcohol, food, but it's these things mm -hmm. that are affecting their physical lifestyles, right? And these things can obviously, you know, be, you know, idols in their lives. And, and even now, personally, I think what you see in different phases of life, and in this particular phase with the coronavirus phase of life is when there's more stress and less structure, that typically these things tend to increase, Right. So mm -hmm. for instance, if your thing is, if one of your idols or your, one of your issues is alcohol, something like this happens, people tend to even drink more or, or if it's yeah. food, maybe tend to eat more. And mm -hmm. so I think it's important more now than ever to kind of like look at these things and, and, you know, have some self recognition and maybe, you know, doing these things, whether it's, you know, talking to one of us per what your issue might be, um, and, and, and creating a level of accountability and things to kind of, you know, look forward to moving forward. Because again, uh, it doesn't seem like things are getting any less stressful anytime soon. So to kind yeah. of, you know, kind of gather your thoughts and, and, and create goals. And, um, and, you know, I was just kind of thinking, you know, from this whole standpoint of having idols and surrendering and how these things can be manipulated, you know, through day-to-day -day life. It's uh, it's very helpful, Colin, to for for us to think about. You know, for those of you who are listening, um, you know, maybe maybe something like alcohol is is something that you haven't surrendered, and and you've found yourself uh, going deeper and deeper um, with uh, with that use, but yet. In in turn, what a what we come to find is that it doesn't produce a life of generosity, and um, because it's it's very much internal, and uh, you're you're only focusing on on self, and and so you know as you think about um, your own personal life, especially if you're listening here in this podcast. Um, what are those? What are those idols that you're you're holding on to? Um, maybe it's based out of fear, or um, maybe it's based out of a, um, you know trying of control of, of holding on to these things that uh, think that it's the key or it's the answer to um, happiness or or the key to joy in your life, but yet you find yourself becoming more and more isolated than, than ever before. And so to, to really live a, a generous life, um, 
we must be willing to surrender some of those vices that, that might hold us captive um, so that we, um, we're, not, we're not prisoners to ourselves, but yet um, um, available for, for other people to, to be blessed. Or, um, and in turn, the, the less we hold on to our idols and the more we give of ourselves, the greater blessed I really feel we all become. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so besides alcohol, a few other things like that and toilet paper, um, you know, anything else that you can see our world trying to hold on to that um, we're not willing to give up? The one thing that I can think of as well, too, is uh, grievances, you know, not being able to let go of grievances towards um, one another. I think we're getting a little bit better with that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's been a lot of talk around when something major uh, or global impacts us, we tend to come up together pretty well as a, as a community and as a world, as a society. But um, I I think to look within ourselves and ask, where are we still holding grievances towards one another Um, for, for personal reasons, for political reasons, uh, you name it for any reason. And is there a way for us to, uh, find a way to experience some peace with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it may mean that we need to think through it. It may mean that we need to heal from it. It may mean that we need uh, to have a conversation with somebody, a healthy conversation. So whatever it is that we need, I think letting go of grievances and coming together as a community is going to be really important towards helping us all pull together to get through this. Absolutely. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, we gotta let go of those grievances, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's it'll benefit uh, if you're listening. You have a grievance towards somebody; it'll benefit you to to work through that. I really uh, thanks for sharing that, Stephen. It's yeah. it's very helpful for us uh, here today. So, uh, so guys, there you have it. Um, we have uh, uh, quite a few principles of of generosity that uh, we've shared with you over these past couple of episodes. Um, believe it or not, there's actually more. <laughs> but uh, um, for the sake of developing a, a, a complete volume of uh, generosity uh, podcast, um, this is not what uh, really Live, Feel, Pray is all about. And uh, we're going to be touching on other topics as uh, as you hear these episodes go forward. But uh, uh, thank you. Thank you, guys, for really sharing uh, your thoughts from a physical and emotional standpoint and, and a mental health standpoint. Uh, as it relates to uh, the, the the joy of creating a, jo- a culture of generosity, because boy, it could transform a community, it could transform a, a gym, it can transform your own personal life, it can transform a church when we set those expectations that we are going to be a generous people, and uh, uh, we're we're seeing signs of it now, um, just how beautiful it's been to see the community come together in uh, in this this worldwide time of need oh yeah i love the videos of people celebrating shift changes at hospitals yeah that's that's pretty inspirational see that we care enough about the people that are on the front lines to take a moment and and do something as simple as flicker on the lights on and off the lights in our home or to you know to to clap just to to demonstrate how much we're grateful for what they've done yeah that's good good example there Sure is. I got an invite to, uh, uh, from somebody about at eight o'clock every night is a how 
uh, stand outside your house and howl like a wolf. And I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure what that, what that entails yet. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, I don't know yeah. how, how that's being generous. Yeah, but Check uh, the neighborhood message boards. They're going to think there's a werewolf on the loose. <laughs> Absolutely. You so, have been uh, growing more facial hair, so they might, they might, have, they might suspect yeah. something. I stopped shaving four weeks ago, and uh, here we are now in week five and and uh see how long this thing can get i've never never had a beard this long so we'll see (laughs) wow Well, thank you all so much for uh, listening in here today to Lift, Fill, Pray. And uh, join us for our next episode as uh, we get ready to uh, work on our health and wholeness. Uh, We really do hope that you join us together for a future episode. Uh, You can follow uh, me. I'm Jeff St. Clair, uh, pastor of Longleaf Church. And uh, you can find our information at longleafchurch.net. And uh, Stephen, uh, tell us a little bit about where, uh, where you're located. Yeah. So my website is MontesinosCounseling.com. I'm also present on Facebook and Instagram under the same account names. Colin? Yeah. Uh, Training for Warriors, uh, Joining to Creek on Facebook. And probably the easiest way is LiftFieldPray.com. And we also are on Facebook and Instagram. Well, thank you so much. Great talk, guys. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for walking us through this, Jeff. And I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as I did. I know I had a good time. I look forward to our future conversations. Absolutely. Me too. Today's intro and outro music was composed by Kevin McLeod and is titled Cheery Monday, available royalty-free at https colon forward slash forward slash I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com.